Bruce Friedman of Adult Site Broker, and welcome to Adult Site Broker Talk, where each week we interview one of the movers and shakers of the adult industry, and we give you a tip on buying and selling websites. This week we'll be speaking with Massey of Feet for Cash. Adult Site Broker is proud to announce the launch of our new website at adultsitebroker.com. We've added some enhancements to the site, such as FAQs and a complete new platform. The look and feel of the new site are nice and up to date. The new site also has links to our marketplace and affiliate program. Plus, don't forget ASB Marketplace, the first platform where you can buy and sell adult sites and domains for free. ASB Marketplace allows buyers and sellers a chance to come together on properties that are valued below our company's minimum of $50,000. Don't pay for other marketplaces when ASB Marketplace gives you this service for free. Visit ASBMarketplace.com and sign up as a seller or a buyer today. And of course, there's ASB Cash, the first affiliate program for an adult website brokerage where you can earn as much as 20% of our broker commission referring sellers and buyers to us at Adult Site Broker. Check out ASBCash.com for more details and to sign up. Now let's feature our property of the week that's for sale at Adult Site Broker. Actually, our property of the week this week is a reminder that we always have some private listings available in addition to what you see on our website and in our newsletters. Right now, we have a campsite, dating sites, and pay sites available. We often have other types of sites as well. In these cases, the owner of the site is usually expressing the utmost care to make sure the identity of their site or company doesn't get out for a variety of reasons. These are also generally larger listings with big revenues. If you're interested in finding out more about our private listings, please complete our buyer's NDA on our website and contact us to see if you qualify. Now time for this week's interview. My guest today on Adult Site Broker Talk is Massey from Feet for Cash. Massey, thanks for being back with us again on Adult Site Broker Talk. Thank you, Bruce, for having me again. Really, really appreciate that. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Now, here's some information on Feet for Cash. It was established in 2008. Feet for Cash is a network of pay sites, mainly focused on the foot fetish niche. With a total of 18 sites, the program has a site aimed for every taste in the niche. Affiliates earn 50% lifetime commission on every sale and rebuild, plus 5% on referrals to other webmasters. All content is exclusive and produced in-house, which makes their content unique and recognized in the foot fetish community. Another important factor is non-nude sites in the network. These can be promoted in ways that no adult pay site can, giving the program many monetization opportunities. So Massey, let's first talk about what has changed with your company since we last spoke. Quite a bit, actually, because we've been having a couple of things in store for a long time. And six months ago, we finally finalized the switch to Nats. So now Mm -hmm. our affiliate platform is basically as all of our affiliates wanted it to be. Because the way I keep saying to us, you know, we want better way to track our traffic. We want better Mm -hmm. tools and everything. So we switched six months ago, and I have to say that they really love it. They work with our program more, you know, and interact more with us and Mm -hmm. 
you know, Nets is basically pretty much standard in the business. So sure. we're really happy about that. And also another little thing that happened a couple of days ago, actually, like a week ago, we opened up our first VOD site where we sell our VR videos. And, mm-hmm. you know, like a clip store, but inside our network. And the cool. beauty of that is that our affiliates can get, you know, get the same 50% on sales as they do on our regular sites. Nice. So, yeah, you know, just to try to target those customers that are not used to buy memberships, but they are more used to buy videos these days and try to see, you know, what happens. It's brand new. So it's not like I say it's working, it's not working, but. I really think, you know, we hope it will be good. And with the help of our affiliates, we will maybe manage to market that and see what happens. The plan is to, this is just for our VR videos. And the plan is to open another one, a huge one with all the rest of our library, which goes back to 2008. So it's going to be quite a massive, you know, foot fetish clip sites. And we'll we'll see. Sounds like a lot of work. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> it is it is definitely is <laughs> i was and, you asking, know we're not a big team so yeah i was asking massey before the podcast started we were having our normal chit chat and uh, i was asking him why he doesn't do a podcast he says well i don't have to sleep so uh yes he's a very very busy man there's no two ways about it and i'll also remind everybody we're producing this in o- middle of october and it will run in january so Got anything so you've else? You've been pretty busy as well. You've been oh, pretty I busy have. with the podcast. That's always, great. always. So, any anything uh, new that you think will happen before January? Um, well, not sure. I think we will work more on this VOD stuff, and mm-hmm. we have a couple of things to fix on our sites. But you know, a couple of measure shootings with models, but nothing really major to you know impacting our business. You know. Because okay. when you when you launch new things, you need to stabilize those things after that, you know, to work on that, to make them work as they should. So, you know, a sure. couple of months, we'll see. Absolutely. So what impact uh, has COVID had on your production? Oh, finally, we talk about COVID because no one ever asked me about that before. And <laughs> we really never talk about that these days. No, I know, um, I know. It's a it's a subject I don't hear much at all. No, but it's 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 important to to you know because sometimes people don't you know if you're you're not inside the business maybe you don't realize the impact that it actually had, especially mm-hmm. on us that we are on production side and sure. you know we had to completely stop production for one month and a half, hmm. which doesn't seem maybe maybe doesn't seem too much but if you consider that we make like a couple of shoots or photo shoots per week that means that we we nearly face a lack of content during that sure. period and um, although of course we plan accordingly but we did add a bit of difficulties about that then slowly things get better now it's more or less normal even if we still have of course models have to be tested before coming in Hmm. and some of them are still afraid to shoot so they basically stopped shooting before the lockdown that they still didn't start again but you know you Hmm. you can understand those guys those girls sure and so you know it's it's a bit more difficult now but at least it's more or less normal as it was we hope it stays that way because i know uh, i know italy was pretty badly hit initially yeah, yeah, yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Let's hope it stays this way. You know, vaccination is good. So 
broke my heart because my, as you know, my wife and I were going to go back there in 2020, yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, after going in 2019 and, uh, oh, it's the best vacation I've ever had. We, all we did was eat and drink wine and sleep. And it was, uh, it was fabulous. It was fab. Next, next trip is to your neck of the woods, as you well know, my friend. So looking forward to okay. that. Yeah, I am looking forward to that. Yeah. Hanging out mm-hmm. a bit. So, um, how about your overall business? What impact did COVID have on that? Well, that's the other side of the coin of COVID because on one hand it was, you know, a disaster for everyone. And for our business, it was actually good. I mean, and I think it's, pretty much the same for the whole adult business because people mm-hmm. stayed home and basically they decided that spending on porn was still a good idea. Mm-hmm. So we actually saw a bit of increase on sales. So I can't really, you know, when I speak with other people from other businesses, I feel like ashamed because they keep saying, my God, I mean, you know, it's it's a disaster and nothing, you know, sales dropped and everything. And I have to say, well, sorry, but that's not that's not the case for us, because really we've been lucky on this. I I, I can't really say anything different than this. So hmm. it's been good. Yeah, I I've had my best two years in 2020 and 2021. In fact, I I hope to to beat 2020. And I agree with you. I I felt kind of not ashamed, but I felt guilty. Um, yeah, that everybody <laughs> all these people I knew were hurting. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Because, yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> you know, the fact, I, I think the fact that both of us can work totally online, well, you have to, you do production, so you don't work totally online. But the fact that, that I can work online really made it so, you know, um, it made my business good. And um, I think people had time on their hands and some of them bought and sold websites. So. That was cool, yeah. <laughs> but but in the in the porn business, absolutely. I mean, you had people with time on their hands, so they had to do something with their hands, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a good way of saying that. Yeah, I, I do my best. I do my. I'll be here all. I'll be here all week. So, um, how do you all month? As a matter of fact, maybe all year. I don't know. So, how do you select your models? There's not a a rule for this. Uh, because the thing is, when you start a business like this, and it starts from a passion you have, mm-hmm. basically, we, we are two foot fetish freaks, basically. Yeah. Um, it's more like you see a model and it's sort of you, 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 you get if, if she has something that can work for a foot fetish guy. Mm-hmm. It's not always just a fit, because uh, it may sound weird, but in the foot fetish community, Every guy has different tastes about fit. Yeah. They're not the same. They don't look the same. So you never know before shooting a model if she will have success or not. But, hmm. of course, there are a few models that you know that will not work. You, you see a girl and you say, no, no, this girl is not going to work in our network. So let's, not, let's move on. So you never know if she's a winner, but you know if she has something about that. The thing that we are doing most these days, and this is general, is trying to work with girls that have some sort of social media presence. presence. Sure. Because, you know, it may help the business. We shoot with her, we send her the pictures, and then she tag our accounts and stuff like that. So it's mm-hmm. that, that, that's how, you know, it's a way to, to, to market your business without, 
you know, spending more than the, the model price. Other than that, it depends, you know, case by case and see, yeah. you look at the girl and we don't do casting. Uh, so it's not like we call mm. the girl in our studio. So it's all based on videos and pictures that she sends us. And also on a, you know, social media presence and things, stuff like that. But usually we don't because, first of all, because it's rare that we shoot with a girl and then we say, oh, then this was a mistake. After so many years, we know what we are doing. So, sure. you know, it's, sure. it, it works. Yeah. So um, how has using models with a good social media presence helped your network very much i mean mm. this is i think this is a key to the business these days in, sure. in in two ways actually one way is to actually uh find other models because what do you know you need to do when you're not you know we are not a massive you know site like everyone knows that knows us not at all so when a model works with us and she's happy about the way we treated her because of course we always have white gloves for models Mm-hmm. And so she gets back on her social media and she posts and she said, I worked with them and yeah, I had a great time and blah, blah, blah. And so other models following her on social media will then contact us and say, look, I saw her working with you and she had a great time. So, you know, and it helps in this way. And also, of course, guys following her on social media, you can be sure that in any group of people following a girl online, there will be foot fetish guys. Oh, yeah. So... When they see that their favorite model made a shoot with a shooting with us, you can see most of the time some sales coming from that social media account. Sure. Because that's how it works. I mean, they Mm -hmm. want to see their feet and they want to see the feet shoot in a peculiar way that we know how to do. Are Are you encouraging your models to join your affiliate program? Rarely. Rarely because it's not their business. I mean, you should. Yeah, but the thing is, these days, being an affiliate, it's not as easy as it was before. And it's hmm. the same for models. I mean, we tell them, if you want to post a link to our to our site, you can join our affiliate program. But then you sure. you sort of risk of her to have too much expectation on that. Hmm. And so, you know, we tell her, I mean, we also tell her, you know, don't expect too much money on this because, you know, being an affiliate is not easy these days. And it's not like guys click on links that often as they use before. Sometimes they they look at, okay, she's on that site. I'm going to go to that site later. And then she doesn't get yeah. credit if, if it, the guy doesn't click the link. Right. So, you know, we, we do tell them that there is this possibility, of course. Okay. And if they are some sort of girls into computer and, you know, already used to do some stuff like that, they, you know, we have a couple of them working like this, but it's not their main, main business. So it's something it. extra they can do. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't think models in general are that geared towards the business side of things. There are some, but as you say, they're few and far between. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. So nothing wrong in that. I mean, it's no. it's different business. So it's just <laughs> being an affiliate, you, you, you do that, but you need to understand how it works. And it's not sure. So what's the strangest thing that's happened with the new model? You get some good stories? Uh, he laughs all uh, all the time. I mean, I think that the, the worst one actually was a couple of years ago. A girl, she was like nineteen years old or twenty, something like that. She came to the shooting. She signed mm-hmm. the re- model re- release form, and you know everything as as we normally do. She had a great time, and then at one o'clock at night, my my partner, who is the the photographer, gets a phone call. <laughs> 
one o'clock at night. Mm. And it was this girl's mom. Oh, shit. Trying to say, look, you put out my girl in doing stuff that she didn't know what she was doing. She's too young for this. I'm going to call the police, take everything down, blah, blah, blah. And of course, you try to explain the, the woman, you know, we did everything as as it should be. We had yeah. a signed model release. We had a sure. copy of her passport and everything. But when things like this happen, you just say, what yeah. the fuck? I mean, just yeah, you take the you chalk it up to experience and, and you don't want it. trouble, right? Yeah, come on. It, you know, you do the, all the required documents because you want to avoid these issues. But when the, these issues actually happen, all you want to do is just get over with it as soon as yeah. possible. Move so, on. Yeah, just move on and just delete the content of the girl and bye-bye. And even, well, a couple of weeks ago, the same things happened. This time oh. it was actually the girl. That after a couple of hours of the shooting, she phoned us up and she said, look, could you please put just the pictures and not the videos up? And we said, no. Okay, never mind. You give our money back for the shooting and bye-bye. Don't, don't yeah. come to us again. And that's it. You know, yeah. yeah. Thanks. So <sighs> what are you going to do? How about, how about at a shoot? Has anything strange happened? Well, at a shoot... <laughs> I'm not the guy to speak about this because I'm no. never at the shooting because we no, are but you hear about the perfect, it. Me, yeah, me and my partner, we are the perfect couple because I call <laughs> him the Iceman because I think me in his shoes, I would not be able to control myself because you know, <laughs> <laughs> I, I have to say that. I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a gentleman and everything, but, you know, during the shooting, sometimes it may, you know, it may sound quite, get <laughs> quite exciting. I would, I would bet. I have to say that the, the, the really weird things about shooting, sometimes it's all connected to the bit of most hardcore stuff we do, which is squirting mm -hmm. and pissing, you know, stuff like that. And mm. it did happen a couple of times. I don't want to go into details, but it, they mm. made quite a mess in the, in the studio, <laughs> let's say. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's uh, pro probably no more details are necessary. No, so no, no, no more details. Moving on, um, <laughs> tell me about a typical day with you and your team. Typical day on a team of four people, it's a crazy day, basically, because <laughs> <laughs> you have massive things to do and little time to do that. But if I can, you know, the, what we typically do every single day is taking care of customers, you know, the customer service is going, because we do that in-house mm -hmm. as well. And the photo retouching and the video editing is something we do every day, basically. And so is social media marketing. Right. Other than that, it depends on the day. I mean, I spend personally, I'm spending literally more time with my affiliates, which is something I love. Because mm -hmm. finally, they are, you know, they are in touch with us more often and they ask things and they want to work with us more. And that's what I like to do. And, you know, it, sure. it's how it's supposed to be. And my partner, of course, is busy organizing shootings, finding models, contacting them, asking them for a day for the shooting. And then she said, I'm going to come tomorrow. And then she's not going to come tomorrow. Stuff like that, you know. That's a shock. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Happens, yeah. <laughs> so it's not like I can make any sense of a typical day of a small team like we are, really. You alluded to it earlier. Um, now, 10 years ago, affiliates were really bringing in a lot of business. Um, do you, are you getting the same level of business to your company as affiliates used to bring you or has it changed? 
Well, as, as I, I think you can tell, I love working with affiliates. Yeah. I really think they are a very important asset of our business. It's, mm-hmm. it's not like the amount of, of business they actually bring because for us, it's, you know, it's difficult to say because 10 years ago, we were a super small site that no one knew about. Mm-hmm. So we actually missed all the golden age of porn. It, we are mm-hmm. not there, basically. So it's for us, it's, it's the opposite. We are working more with affiliates these days than we were before. The thing is that today being an affiliate is not as easy as it was before, as we yeah. all know, for many like reasons, technical yeah. reasons and, you know, and all the, the stuff that on the browser, the e blocks banners and stuff like that. I know it, it, mm-hmm. it's, it, it's a pain for being an affiliate. And also marketing a foot fetish site is, it's not for everyone. Sure. You need to understand the, the niche. And if you understand the niche and you have the right traffic, you will have very good results, even better than with mainstream porn, I think. Hmm. But you need to understand the niche. And there are not a lot of affiliates out there that know the niche. You know, it's just a different approach than the regular porn. And you need to understand that. But once you understand that, you bring business to us. Absolutely. It would occur to me, anyway, that foot fetish fans would be more loyal than normal porn fans. Yeah, that's the good thing about us. If you send one sale to us, you can be... I mean, the average rebuilds, it's like five. So five wow. months at least, yeah. Wow. Yeah, so it's it's quite a lot because they, they, they are loyal. They, they, that's what they do. They, they find what they like and they stay. Hmm. So that's another thing about us. You don't have to think about how many sales you bring, but you need to, you know, to look into the rebuilds. Actually, sure. that that that's going to bring you more and more than the sales usually. So yeah, on that you're totally right. Yeah, awesome. Now, if you could change something about your business right now with a snap of your fingers, what would it be? I would try to innovate our post production. I think it's not like hmm. nothing is wrong in that. But there are many, many things that could be, you know, streamlined, like, you know, trying to find a process that works and invest into tools that and actually can actually bring that into a better, better shape. You know, mm-hmm. I know there are some tools down there, out there that when you, while you shoot, they are actually uploading the raw video to a cloud, to the cloud. So someone on the, on the post-production can immediately take the video and post-product that, you know, stuff mm-hmm. like this. But it needs, you know, lots of investments, especially on our network interface, you know, our, our network at the studio. And so mm-hmm. that's something that's going to take time. Yeah, that's something I would like to do. I would like to do, you know, again, nothing wrong in the way that we post-production our videos, but it could be improved a lot, I think. Mm-hmm. Anything else? All the rest, it's, we. I mean, in a couple of months, we'll... That's what we always do, buying new cameras and stuff like that. We've been doing that for ages now. We are now going to improve to buy a new VR camera. Mm. But those are not innovation. Those are investments that you have to do as a business. You know, okay. you are should you, are content. You, are you doing VR now? Yeah, we are doing okay. VR since a couple of years now. Okay. And we love it. The, I mean, it's it's amazing how such because it's still a small amount of people that actually have vr in, in the mm-hmm. world but there are a specific kind of people those are all people that have money in their pocket 
Because yeah. if you have a VR device these days, you means you have money to spend. They're also enthusiasts about VR. So what I love about that is when you, when you post a video, you will get lots and lots and lots of pe- feedback from people. Hmm. And this is something that doesn't happen often in porn. Okay. So it was really helpful to us because when we started in VR two, two, two years ago, we had lots of lots of to learn. The learning curve is quite, you know, it's quite tough. Yeah. Because it's totally different way of shooting, totally different way of post-production, marketing, everything. And so our users actually helped us a lot in improve. And so we are following blind following them as as they say you know when when we get feedback and if you know this is wrong you should do this in another way we we follow that and it works so yeah vr is really good actually what do you yeah what what do you see uh, coming up for vr Uh, what do you i mean what do you think the future is because it's real interesting when it first started and you and i go to the same shows there were there were lots of demos and everybody was putting the headsets on and go oh wow this is cool this is going to be the future there's there's vr out there but it certainly hasn't taken over like i think a lot of people expected um where do you think vr is at now and what do you see happening in the future i don't think it will ever take over to normal porn it will always be something smaller mm-hmm. because of practical reasons i mean if, unless you are totally well, it's, it's, it's obvious unless you're totally alone at home and you know no one is gonna knock at your door and anything you, you can't put a vr device on your eyes and hmm. just you know disappear from the world it's it's complicated so for this reason only it will be always not everyone will be able to enjoy porn on vr but it's here to stay it's growing and the technology behind it's it it's actually improving more and more so the sound is better the video is better the whole mm-hmm. experience is better mm-hmm. so i think it's, it's here to say what i what i don't see happening it's cam vr sites i know that mm-hmm. there are f- quite a few out there but i don't see how that could actually work really well because when you put a vr device on your eyes you actually if the video is not super crystal clear you don't have the a good experience mm-hmm. and when it's in when it comes to streaming content from a cam sites obviously the quality won't be as perfect as a video to download sure so um i don't know i, I don't i don't see that working even if i'm sure I, I know that there are a couple of sites that are doing that and everything but i really think it will be videos and videos only but it will it's here to stay there's a lot of talk about, and there's a lot of development going on of hardware that's going to be lower profile, um, and and it, the whole idea of it maybe moving to IR and and other technologies yeah. with glasses that just look like glasses. You probably remember the Google Glass, mm-hmm. that strange mm-hmm. looking thing, but it was pretty low profile. Um, do you think that'll have a, a big impact? That's interesting. I I don't know. That that will be different. Because it's mm-hmm. not VR, it's you know it's totally different. But it's something I'm really looking forward to. Because if it gets to a level when you right now, I think it works only. You can put some sort of, not saying a cartoon, but something not a real person in the in the image. I think at the moment. Hmm. But if it comes one time when you put these glasses on and you can see a real person sitting down in front of you, that's gonna be interesting. 
Yeah. You know, yeah. depends Most on def- where the technology we go. And of course, yeah. let's don't forget toys, sex yeah. toys that will, sure. you know, work with VR and that, right. that's not a thing. But I think another thing is that once those technologies are really developed, I believe anyway, that when the cost actually comes down to the common person and it isn't all based upon somebody who can afford a 250 or $300 device, but they can get something that's really good for $50, say, I mean, that should make a big difference in the market, right? Agreed. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's another way of saying that. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Yeah. That, that that's when when the price goes lower, more people will buy that. Even just okay, let's try that. So sure. Yeah, yeah. That's that, that's true. Yeah. Okay, that can that can be a what the hell process, where a three hundred dollar purchase isn't usually a what the hell process. <laughs> <laughs> that pretty much describes that. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, what new possibilities do you see in the foot fetish market that your company still hasn't explored? Couple of things. And um, well, first of all, we need to, we want, and we're planning to give more interaction with our models, probably from inside mm-hmm. our pay sites members area. We want to give people more chances to interact with our models. So we are trying to organize, you know, come cam sessions like cool. regular cam cam sessions we would like also to explore the the streaming of our photo sessions you know trying to live stream when models come to the shootings and stuff oh, that's like neat. that and also yeah something like that it's something we have this we have that this idea for a long time and it's time to try to see what happens another thing but i don't think you know this would be a bit more far from our business it's uh, having people using a platform to sell their own food pictures, you know, amateur content. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, there is, there are a couple of great companies out there doing this already, and they're doing an amazing job. But I think sure. we should, maybe in time, we could try to use our network and the fact that people know who we are to, you know, to offer this possibility and see where it goes. Sure. Um, so you know, a couple of things. If you would ask me. These questions three months ago would have said also we would like to have a clip site, but mm-hmm. we just opened one, so sure. <laughs> that that's not on the table anymore. So, so yeah, got it. So, put uh, let's 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 think here for a second. Let's say there was no internet. Okay, I mean, God forbid, right? What do you think <laughs> you'd be doing for a living right now? I'm not sure. I would even know I have foot fetish. Because actually, internet was the, the 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 thing that helped me understand I had a foot fetish. Hmm. Uh, the beauty about internet is that you can see that other people have the same tastes as you are, and yes. and and it helps you to identify who you are in some ways. Yep. So, and it did help me big in understanding why I was attracted to something which I didn't really understand i mean i was a kid back then maybe growing <laughs> up i would have understood that but at that time sure. I, I didn't i'm not sure i would have open up any sort of business on the foot fetish if, if internet didn't exist because you know it would have been more expensive and everything mm-hmm. only thing i know is that for sure i would end up i would have end up having my own business of some sort because i grew up with my father always teaching me you know you you need to build your own future 
try to don't depend on others for your future and stuff like you know he grew me yeah. up like this so i have this in my in my brain that you know i need to depend only on myself so maybe it would have been selling lemonade on the street <laughs> i don't know <laughs> but, but it wouldn't be my own business anyway sure um now fetish and porn in general is almost always seen from a man's perspective what do you think about women and and fetish I think it works. I think I have been lucky enough to speak with a couple of girls that, women girls that had a genuine foot fetish in these years. One mm -hmm. of them was our, one of our models and we, we became friends as it happens. Mm -hmm. So it, it's in no way different than any man having a foot fetish. But the thing is to actually shoot content for a girl. I think we need more Suze Randall in the, in the business. I mean, she was this mm -hmm. huge producer ages ago, as you know. And, mm -hmm. you know, we need more women producing content. That's the sure. only way that, that they can shoot the, the, the fetish. It's like I told you, to shoot foot fetish, you need to know the niche. You need to like it. Right. And to shoot foot fetish for women, you need to be a woman, I think. Hmm. There's no, no way out, I think. Yeah. Hmm. Makes sense to me. Now, can you give some advice to someone that wants to start a business in foot fetish today? As we say in Italy, don't make your step longer than your legs. Um, <laughs> That's a good saying. What the hell does it mean? <laughs> <laughs> it means, well, I tried to translate that. It means, you know, don't spend more money than that, that you have and hmm. don't try to start things big immediately. Sure. Go step by step. Yeah. Unless you have a big investor on your, on your side, of course. That, that's another thing. But I've seen too many guys, actually in the foot fetish. I mean, I've been, as you know, I have a foot fetish. So I've been in the community for a long time. And mm -hmm. most of the time, there are a couple of photographers and stuff saying, I will start my own business. And then they fail because either the, the, they don't stick to it for long enough. Mm -hmm. You can't expect results to be immediate. Right. All, or because they want to be porn hub of foot fetish as soon as they start the business. And hmm. it's not possible. You need to be right. step by step. Right. So this would be the, the advice, you know, just go slowly and look at who you are and what you have and go from there. Right. Now, from a producer and pay site owner's point of view, how do you look at the growing number of paid fan sites? Now, do you see them at all as a threat to your business? I see them, I always saw them as a very good thing because it gives models a way to control their own, you know, their own future. Uh, there was a time 15 years ago where it was girls running after producers asking for, for a job, basically. Right. And it wasn't ideal, in my opinion. I mean, if a girl, she's, if, if she's good enough to understand how a business works, she should be able to sell the, her own content, to have a fun site and everything. It's, it's mm -hmm. totally right to do that. Obviously, it's not a threat, but it makes things a bit more difficult for us. Um, these days, the, the, these days, there are few models that would never shoot for a, for a pay site just because it's not, profitable for us for them yeah they make more money on their fan site than they would ever make on a on a shooting on a for a site sure. so uh, you need to pay them really really a lot of money or just not work with them but it's you know there is space for everyone it's adapt or die i mean you, you need mm -hmm. to adapt to this the fan sites are there and they will stay there um, 
So, you know, we just need to adapt to that and see how it goes. But I don't see that as a threat, really not. Okay. I'm just happy for them, basically. Is it, do you, do you find it harder to get models because of uh, the fan sites? I wouldn't say hard to find models because luckily we know where to look for them and there's still mm-hmm. models that don't have fan sites or they, you know, some of these models, they do have fan sites, but they also understand that working for another network, it's an investment because it will mm-hmm. put their image in front of a new public. Sure. So on that, it's, it's, and then there are some models that will just say, sorry, I, I just don't want to work with you because I make already enough money. I, mm. I don't find more difficult. It's just, you know, just try and see who you find, but it's fine. I mean, come on. <laughs> there are girls, there are enough girls out there. Okay. What do you think about the online dating industry? Ah, difficult question. For one reason, um, I have been an affiliate as well, and I, I still am an affiliate on my on, on some of my free time. I don't want to where my free time is, but I, I, <laughs> I am an affiliate sometimes. Uh, we also try to monetize dating sites on our hmm. network, and for one reason or another, I never managed to make money with it. Hmm. But for sure, it's big because, I mean, I've been in Prague a month ago or something like that at the, mm-hmm. the European Summit. Yeah. And I can tell you that it was packed with companies in the dating business. Oh, yeah. Most probably after the corona stuff, uh, you know, people were home and they were dating from home was the only way possible. So maybe that's why they had another, another great moment. Hmm. But I, I don't know. I never managed to monetize that. Also, when I think of them, I'm really thinking, okay, there are like thousands of dating sites. And are we really sure that all those dating sites are offering real profiles and real people? No, we're sure. Or, no, we're sure they don't. <laughs> I'm not saying you, you said that. I don't want to make enemies. No, here, because so I, I <laughs> no, because I know it for a fact. I've got friends who work at companies that provide moderation services uh, more than yeah, once. So, so, so come on, you and I, you and I both know that a lot of the adult dating sites are are fake as hell. Yeah, yeah. So maybe. It's, just it's something not, it's inside. not a secret in this industry, Massey. No, no, it's not. It's something I don't I, I never liked. Although I also I mean, although I think we are all selling a dream in this business. This is true. The adult business. So maybe in dating sites, the dream is to chat with a girl that doesn't exist, but the, she <laughs> can tell you what you want to listen. I mean, it does make sense. It just sure. doesn't work for me. Yeah, it kind of what it kind of reminds me of is back in the day before the internet. I'm old, right? Sixty four mm. later <laughs> in the month. Uh, they they used to have the the nine hundred numbers in the U.S. and you could talk to a live girl, which I guess is better than talking to a dead one. But anyway, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah you know that'd be kind of spooky. That's more of a Halloween <laughs> thing, but that is it is October, um, yeah. and. You know, it, it, uh, you know. Needless to say, that most of these supposed beautiful women were like four hundred pounds. You know, yeah. <laughs> so that's it, what it kind of reminds me of. That was the fantasy then, right? Now the fantasy is adult dating. Yeah, it's basically the same. And you know, I mean, I, I, I can't sell it because I don't know how to sell it properly. It's like food fetish. You need to know how to sell it. I don't know how to sell dating. That's it, basically. Mm-hmm. But again, we are all selling a dream. So the dream is this dating, and why not? 
Exactly. Well, hey, Massey, I'd like to thank you for being our guest once again today on Adult Site Broker Talk. And I hope we'll get a chance to do this again really soon. It was a pleasure, Bruce. Really, really a pleasure. And thank you for having me back. The pleasure was all mine. My broker tip today is part three of what to do to make your site more valuable for when you decide to sell it later. Find new ways to monetize your site, such as sell advertising. If you've got a free site like a tube, that's the best way to monetize your site. If you have a tube, another way to make more money is to sell premium memberships. Offer free users one level of content, and for premium users, you can do things like give them higher quality or longer videos, or both. You can also make the site ad-free for premium members. Start an affiliate program. If you have a pay site, especially, this is a great way to increase your quality of traffic and get more joins. With all sites, you can figure out other upgrades and products you can sell to your users. Pay sites can also sell pay-per-view, where people have the option of paying by the scene for content they can't get on the site. This is also another way to charge users as opposed to a monthly fee. Sell them other products like toys and novelties. Market your business. Do things to improve your search engine results like SEO. There are some great SEO consultants out there who can help you get higher search engine rankings in Google. If you want some recommendations, contact us on our site. List all of the benefits of your site in your marketing and how they affect the user. And of course, hire a great marketing consulting firm such as Adult B2B Marketing, which we also happen to own. Eliminate unneeded expenses. Constantly make sure you're not spending money you don't need to. Make sure there isn't duplication in your staffing. From time to time, check services you pay for like hosting and see if there are better and less expensive options. Take it from me, I've done this and saved a bunch, plus I've gotten higher quality hosting in the process. Again, ask us for recommendations. Always look for ways to do things more cost-effectively. Along with this, make your profit and loss statements show more profit. Increasing sales and reducing expenses obviously does just that. Make sure your P&L statement accurately reflects your company's actual costs, not a bunch of personal expenses you've put in. This will cost you money when you sell. It may help you with the tax man to put that stuff on your tax return, but it hurts you if you show that stuff on your profit and loss statement. Remember, Every dollar in profit increases the value of your website as much as three to four times. This is why you need a good, experienced broker to help lead you through the process. We've gotten people tens of thousands of dollars more on their sale just by adjusting the P&L statement to reflect actual business expenses as opposed to a bunch of BS. We'll talk about this subject more next week. And... Next week, we'll be speaking with Robin and Ari of Adult Mutual Aid. And that's it for this week's Adult Site Broker Talk. I'd once again like to thank my guest, Massey of Feet for Cash. Talk to you again next week on Adult Site Broker Talk. I'm Bruce Friedman.